there! Welcome to episode 2 of MMI Podcast, Mental Health During Crisis and Pandemics. Hope that you enjoy this episode and do watch this space as we provide you with more episodes to come. Also, do follow us on Facebook at Malaysian Medics International or our website malaysianmedics.org to know more of our interesting projects. Welcome to the second episode of our MMI podcast series, Mental Health During Crisis and Pandemics. My name is Luan, and today's episode is Sweat Out the Stress. So, today we have invited Ms. Pua Yu Ching, a gym fitness enthusiast and social media influencer focusing on fitness, exercises, and art. She'll be sharing her experiences during the MCO, as well as her fitness strategies and possible workout ideas without gym equipment to cope with the stress of being cooped up at home during the COVID-19 crisis. Welcome, Yu Ching. How are you? Hi, uh, nice to meet you. It's really a pleasure to be a part of this episode. It's really nice to have you on board. So, Yu Ching, could you first introduce yourself to the audience to let them know a little bit more about what you do and what your hobbies are? Yeah, sure. Hi guys, my name is Yu Ching. I am a full-time web and app designer. So basically, I create interfaces for a living. So as you can tell, it's quite a sedentary kind of job. So I always try to balance out my screen time with home workouts or just going to the gym. Other than working out, I tend to gravitate towards doing more creative things like painting, doing graphic designs, and occasionally I read as well. I see. That sounds really, really good. So you did mention that your job is actually quite a sedentary one. But then from your Instagram post, I can tell that you lead quite an active lifestyle. So with the MCO in place, how has it really impacted you personally? Because you can't go to the gym, you can't go out for a run, you might normally do, right? So how has it really impacted you? To be honest, it has taken a toll on me mentally within the first two weeks. Uh, because um, the lifestyle change was indeed very drastic. Um, it took me quite some time to get used to it. So breaking out of the usual routine of like not going to the gym in the morning was really tricky. Plus, I find myself that I have a lot more energy at the end of the day. So I prefer to actually do my workouts late. So after dinner, say around 8.30. I find that it helps me relax a lot more when I do my workout at night. Plus, I have to switch up my workout routine with very limited equipment at home. So that was actually quite different because I tend to do more weight trainings in the gym. So I don't have a barbell at home. I have to kind of substitute it with lighter weights or basically household items to achieve the same result that I would like to achieve. Yeah, it's quite difficult to continue doing your usual routine now because it's just pretty difficult to get access to the things that you're used to, right? Yeah, how about you? It's pretty hard for me, like I prefer to go out running and it, to not be able to go out and run to feel the sun, the road, it's very different so my cardio workouts are pretty much gone. Yeah, that's the thing, totally agree. 
What about the people around you? Like, how have they been coping with it? Many of my friends have struggled through initially. We kind of call up through Zoom and also like our FaceTime session. Even though we still see each other virtually, it doesn't feel the same. It's like your mind and your body is kind of some kind of dissonance there. So initially, I see them struggle through, but I realize and observe that they have been like doing more creative things. For example, they actually Instagram themselves doing live workouts because there are a lot of uh, fitness trainers out there they are doing free live streams at a set time. Many of them actually tune in to do workout and they actually share about uh, how intense it was. Yeah, it's, it's quite beautiful to see how people are so supportive um, as a collective, like amidst this crisis. And there's also like this paradigm shift where everyone started to go on TikTok. It's, it's really funny to see like people creating very interesting content nowadays. That's very true. I think to me, when it comes to workout video, I've even seen TikTok videos of people using their cats as weights. I guess that's additional cardio, right? Because you have the fear of the cats, you know, scratching out your eyes. Yes, your cats, your dog. Like, basically, some use even, like, pails. You just, like, add water to the pail to make it weighted. Some use baskets, detergent, rice bag. The most extreme one I've seen is actually, like, gas tanks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because that's basically the heaviest thing you can find in the house. I saw a couple of them did it, so I decided to give it a shot, but it was just simply too heavy that I just didn't bother attempting it again. I think that's out of my comfort zone to try out. What do you think about the stress levels in people in general during this period of time? Since we're all cooped up at home, there's no outlet for us to vent out any stress we might have. So what's your experience with this? I do feel stressed out when I'm very confined in like one tiny room for like let's say like a good five hours. So I do walk around the house and sometimes I still go out to get like grocery. I mean it's not like we can't go out, it's just really very really restricted movement. I've tried to find an outlet to release my stress through workouts. I watch a lot of content online to get more inspirations. Yeah, I guess like Little things like routine helps to keep us going, right? Yeah, basically, you have to. I just tend to do things that I find myself enjoying more, whether it's like cooking or like making coffee in the morning. Like tiny little things like that, I find it very, really like therapeutic. How about yourself? I think for me, like, I wish I had a routine. My sleeping patterns has now diverged into something else completely. I wake up at noon, I sleep in the morning. Not exactly the best to follow, so maybe it's something I would change. Yeah, so true. So would you say that like exercise is quite a good way to cope with the stress then of being at home? Yeah. So how we use exercise as a way to cope with stress? But somehow like you if you do like some push up or some squat, you instantly feel better. I think just based on this conversation, we can easily tell that, you know, staying active during this period of time is quite difficult for a lot of us to do. So do you have any idea how we can try to keep up with the motivation to exercise or at least try to exercise? Yeah, I actually have a couple of tips that I can share with you guys. So one thing that I do is I try to lower the barrier of entry, so to speak. So instead of when I wake up, I, I just put on like my workout attire for the whole day. So that's like one way to ensure that 
I would do at least a quick workout after I'm done with my work. Yeah, basically, I would want to put myself in that kind of situation where I cannot escape. So whenever I wear my sports bra, I wear my leggings, I'll have to work out. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like priming your brain to work out, right? That's actually quite a good way to go about it. Yeah, because like, let's say if you wear like house clothes, then you're like, ah, I need to switch up, I need to change to my workout attire. That's like one extra hurdle for you to go through in a day. So I want to make it as easy as possible. And it also helps with chores, so you have less laundry to do as well. Oh, yeah, you're right. Life hack. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's one life hack. And if you're struggling to start, I would recommend to just try to do at least just a quick five-minute workout in a day. I mean, you don't have to do a very intense workout every day because it's all about like consistency and not intensity. So I would rather that you work out five minutes a day across seven days a week and not just work out, let's say, once a week. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like tricking your brain, like reducing the friction to do the exercise. And then when you start, you start it off at an easier pace. So your brain is like, oh, you know what? That's not too bad. Then let's just do a bit more. Do something a bit harder. Do something, do, do it for a bit longer, right? Yeah, just start off small. I mean, it's still progress anyway. And somehow when you just set, tell yourself if that kind of mindset, like, okay, today I want to do a quick five-minute workout. But it always ends more than that. Because it rarely in the, you actually finish a workout for five minutes. Lah. In, in my opinion, usually when you start, you'll probably do at least like a quick 15 instead. Even just do like when you stand up and then you do a bit of squats. And sometimes when you're, when you're in the mood, you're really warmed up, you're like, okay, I can push further. So that kind of builds momentum for you as well. Okay, it's quite good to have. Yeah. You don't have to always like aim for like the stars where you have to do like a very intense 45 minute workout. And intensity is not really like necessary like, if you're trying to build a habit. So always start small and that will help you build momentum. Starting is always the hardest, but if you make it as easy as possible, I don't think it will be that challenging like, actually. And also, if you're trying to build a habit, try not to skip this new habit for two days consecutively because there you will lose motivation. So I, I actually got this tip from a YouTuber called Matt Devella. He's like a productivity advocate and he shared about this, this rule called a two-day rule whereby you consistently just do like this, this new habit that you want, you're trying to build. But once you, you skip past like the third day, then it kind of builds momentum and you just go back to square one. Yeah, I think I've watched that video as well. It's generally speaking, like just like a habit-building tool as well, right? Yeah, if you really like don't like workout, you can always associate it with something that you enjoy doing. So for me, I sometimes I do dread working out. I'm not gonna lie. So what I do is I always put myself in the moon. So I listen to very upbeat, high-energy music. So from there, I get really, really pumped. Somehow psychologically, then I have the oomph to go and work out. You get what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty good. It's why gyms use it as well, right? Exactly. So, in terms of like a five-minute workout, what, what would you recommend our audience try out at least? Like, if let's say I don't really work out and I don't really know where to start, like, what would you recommend I do for like, something to prime my body to start working out? 
Sure, you can always start with like a quick warm up lah. So if you want to count like let's say a like the working set of five minutes, I would recommend just go for five minutes. Uh, do as many rounds as you can. I'll usually mix it up. Let's say five movements, one minute each. So maybe squats, crunches, push up, and probably one more ab workout. Maybe leg raises. Just do one minute each. That's like five minutes already. See. In terms of your schedule, like, would you mind just sharing how? Sure. So, like Monday, I'll do chest. So mainly body. Tuesday, I'll do legs. Wednesday, I'll do back. Thursday, I do mainly abs. Friday, I'll do a full body cardio. Then Saturday and Sundays, I'll just either take one day off or I'll do a bit of stretching, like yoga, light exercises, lah. See. So like every day you're you're still moving, but you're moving like a different part of your body, different muscle. That's pretty good as well. Thank you. We also saw that your Instagram, like you mentioned just now, so that you use household objects as weight and replacing like gym equipment that you are familiar with. You know, do your workout. So for the layman and for maybe better grip, what would you recommend the general public try to use if they want to use weights for their workout? The most accessible one, I would say, would be water bottles, rice bags. I mean, I would assume that most Asian household would at least have a pack of rice. Other than that, maybe you know those cooking oil, those five kg ones, or there's like two kg ones. Those are great for a dumbbell replacement. Yeah, I think what I quite enjoyed about some of your videos is that household objects that you use—they're very, very accessible. Like they're objects that we're all familiar with, you know. So. It's quite a useful way of using them, you know, other than their intended use, lah. Yeah. So just just like some background of how I came up with that idea of creating a household workout video. So I was actually really really stressed out at work. So I needed an outlet, right? And then having lunch that day, and then I stumbled upon this video on Facebook, and this lady she did like a full body workout using only toilet paper rolls. I got so inspired. Then I just had the idea of of like how do I Malaysianize it and repackage this content and make it better. So I just went around the house and yeah, that's why I have all these random equipments that I put in the video. That's like walk. There is a mop. There is detergent. <laughs> yeah, so so you can imagine like which part of the house that I went to and then I got all these supplies and then and just gathered all of them and just did a video. I did it out like just for fun. Just needed an outlet, but I did not re- expect it to blow up that much. So I wanted to just switch things up since everybody is just doing body weights them high. Then I was just thinking, how can I make this better? How can I make this more interesting and more accessible to everybody? Because I think what I had in mind was people probably get bored of doing like too much of a um, hit workout. Maybe they can switch things up a bit with you know just an object. It's it's still like something new. Kind of has like some novelty in there just to keep things fresh lah. That's true. That's true. It's really nice. <laughs> hmm. So speaking about productivity, right? I know we've talked about the two-day rule. We've talked about like priming yourself and stuff. But let's see in terms of work-wise, because I imagine that you'll be working at home during this period of time, right? So how do you continue going about doing your work? Like, how do you stay focused? Sure. So the first tip that I would say is to have a set designated workplace. So the first two weeks, I actually worked in my room. It was a very bad move. Try not to work at a place where you usually relax because I don't know. For me, the environment plays a, a role when it comes to my productivity. So the first two weeks, I did like a trial run, ah, like working in my room. I didn't like it because it is just not a place that I'm very used to work. 
So I needed a place that resembles like an office. Like there's people around, there's sound, there's noise. So I shifted my workplace down to the dining table instead where I get to sit before. So it's, it's like a conditioning thing, I would say. So having like a designated workplace really helps with my productivity and also having like comfortable clothes, proper lighting, good airflow really plays a role as well. And second tip I would say is to set boundaries, especially working full-time when you're really used to having an office space and then there's no environmental change when it comes to work and relaxing at home. So I always set like a cut-off point where I just stop looking at my emails, stop looking at design work, say about like 6pm every day. Otherwise, it's easy for you to just overwork and there isn't like a balance for you. And I find that affects with me mentally. Lah. Basically, kind of re-adapting yourself to create like a proper workspace in your surroundings and to just really know when to stop working and when to allow yourself to relax and breathe. Because you need a routine as well to carry for throughout the day, right? What about like, computer use? Because I imagine that okay, uh, people our age are going to be staring at computers the whole day because we are addicted to our technology. I, I think there's just no going about it, right? So what would you recommend us to do then? To limit our use? Usually for me, for work, I would set focus sprints. So um, I would, I would set a timer for every one hour that I am doing like pure solid work, no distraction. I would take like a 20 minutes break after that. It helps with my eyes and it just helps me kind of regain my balance again. It helps me focus a lot more throughout the day. It's very important to give your eyes a break, uh, especially staring at numbers, staring at like very high visual stuff. Or like have I have glasses, the blue light filter glasses. Oh yeah, I have those as well. Yeah, I find that really helps with my eyes lah. So it doesn't really hurt as much by the end of the day. I think most electronics have blue light filter as well. Like you can set a timer to turn it on and off during the day. Yeah, because I realized that like blue light's pretty harmful to us, especially when it when it comes to our sleeping patterns as well. Because like when we have like high exposures of blue light, then it resets our circadian rhythm, which is the system that controls our sleep patterns. That's why a lot of us tend to sleep quite late throughout this period of time because of prolonged usage. I can feel the effect on me at least. I'm not sure about you. I see. Yes, definitely. It, it affects my sleep, my schedule. Like to be honest, this uh, RMO thing really did like a hard reset in my life. My day-to-day routine is all over the place. So it really took a good two weeks to find like a good rhythm and build a routine upon that. Definitely. What about food-wise? Because I know that during this period of time, like we, like especially for those who don't really know how to cook, they have to rely on delivery services like Grab or Food Panda to order food in. But then again, a lot of eateries are closing down, so they have to cook themselves. So what will you do in that scenario to try at least keep healthy, you know, keep a balance? So I'm very thankful to stay with my family. My mom, she tends to cook like really, really uh, healthy stuff at home, actually. She's quite health conscious, but she, she was once a pharmacist. See. So naturally, like at home, eating hard, uh, clean is not hard or healthy, but when it comes to, let's say, people who have access to cooking utensils at home, it's actually cooking, healthy eating is not hard at all. If you're struggling to find ideas or you just simply don't know how to cook, there are many resources online that you can find on YouTube. Two of my favorite channels would be Fit Men Cook 
and the domestic geek. The fit man cook, he makes the uh, healthy eating. It's really interesting. It doesn't taste like death. It's it's very like flavorful. From from the way he cooks like his chicken, it's not like dry and like blunt. He plays around with spices, Mexican spices, or like simple marinades with yogurt, teriyaki. So so I would say eating healthy is really not that hard. And you don't have to be eating like chicken breast and broccoli every day just to get six packs. Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. Like, healthy food should be fun and at least delicious to eat, right? Yeah, it is. You just need to know how to play around with your spices. It doesn't have to be very greasy and dirty to be flavorful. And I would say like, because healthy eating means differently to a lot of people. Some, some people may say it's just, oh, um, higher vegetable intake, less meat. Some will argue high protein, low fiber diet. So it's very hard to pinpoint like in terms of healthy eating to me, I would say is to knowing what you eat and be mindful and conscious about what you eat. Yeah, I think that's a good takeaway message for a lot of us here. Yeah, you, you don't just want to eat just because it's meat, it's protein, right? You want to know, okay, thing like capsicum because I get different vitamins, I'm eating broccoli for what? You need to know why you're eating those kind of food. Because it's easy for you to be like, you have like vitamin deficiency if you only eat just one type of manure every day throughout the week. That's true. It's kind of like knowing you are what you eat and you should know what you eat. Yeah, because all these things does play a role with like your focus, your, your mental health. If you constantly eat like unhealthy food, I would believe that your body will produce more like stress hormones or I don't know. I would believe that because you are what you eat, right? So if you change your diet, naturally you feel better, you have more energy, you don't feel so lethargic, you can focus better, which that will help you with your work and your overall well-being. That's true. So literally, healthy body, healthy mind. Yeah, it's like all these things I feel that people mislook. They're like, oh, I, I woke out, I should be healthier. But whatever you eat really does play a role. That's very true. But what about people who like treats? Because I know personally for myself and a lot of my other friends, you know, they probably miss novelty and just generally treat. So what can we do about them then? Because treats for a lot of us are not really healthy. They're like chips, ice cream, bubble tea. But what can we do to at least replace them or have like healthier alternatives? Yes, once in a while you have cheat days is fine, but I do enjoy uh, good food. So what I would do is portion control. Yeah, so instead of just consuming one large brown sugar boba tea, I would like maybe share with a friend. How would you go about with like portion control wise? So I know you mentioned sharing with your friends or like other ways of doing it. Or try to reduce the sugar lah. But once in a while you end up is fine really. You won't like put on weight just from drinking one cup of bubble tea in a day lah. I mean, what life is all about balance anyway. You don't want to go like one end to eat super clean and you miss out all the joys in life. You feel like depressed. Then what's the point, right? You don't want to put yourself in that situation. But just be mindful of what you're eating. And it's okay to indulge once in a while. Just make sure that you just don't go overboard. That's the best tip that I would give. Because that's how I live my life. Like, I don't binge. I don't go like one end to another. I try to keep everything in balance. But if let's say I'm eating like chips. Because I feel like some people... Like me, like, you know, I eat chips today, but then the next day maybe I forget that I had chips yesterday and I'm like, I didn't have chips. So 
so I'm gonna get some chips. Yeah, if you're just starting out like home and you like to snack, right? Let's say if you usually buy two packets of chips, just buy one packet and then replace the second packet with nuts or something. <laughs> well, that's the same for me. So, so you want to make like junk food as in as accessible for you at home? Only like I don't. I mean, I won't say that you completely just. Don't eat chips. Maybe you can swap it with multi-grain instead, multi-grain chips. Other than that, I would say never ever eat chips out of the bag because you cannot benchmark and you just finish the entire pack and thing, you know. So just put it in a bowl, like a bowl that, let's say, mid-sized bowl. La. <laughs> From there, you can roughly estimate how much you're eating so you don't go overboard. La. But eating chips out of the bag is by far like the worst one, the worst thing you can do because I tried it many times and I always finished the, the entire bag of chips. It's all baby steps. Uh. What works for me might not work for you. You have to experiment yourself. That's very true. Just kind of playing around, uh, finding what works. Okay. So I think we're coming towards the end of our time. Is there any particular message that you want to leave our audience or any take-home ideas that you want to share? Sure. Since like this is for like RMO, people are feeling really stressed out and really cooped up, I would like to say that try to be active at home. It doesn't have to be running around the house or you have to do like an intense sweat session. Uh, all you need to do is just do like a quick maybe 5 to 10 minutes workout that would help you relax a bit, stay active, be a little bit productive lah. And honestly, eating healthy is not that hard because it's, uh, it's always a choice whether you want to switch to this lifestyle or not. But make it, break it down, make it as accessible as you can and just keep consistent don't give up a lot of things just take time to build and even though if you fail within your first week there's always a second week to try it out that's a really good note to end up on so in summary in terms of cooking and eating healthy portion control just trying something new even from TikTok video going out to explore what works for you and what doesn't and in terms of maintaining productivity having your time sprint having a proper workspace to work in and to set boundaries and set timers to allow yourself to relax and work throughout the day. And in terms of exercise tips, you know, keep going. Prime your body, prime yourself to start working out. If you find it hard to work out, do a little bit first. And if your body is warm, then you can continue working out. And to just break it down more evenly throughout the week so you can get a bit of exercise every day. A day with workout is better than a day without workout. That's the quote that we want to leave our audience with. Alright, to our audience, I hope that you had an enjoyable session. Um, and thank you so much, Yu Ching, for coming on and sharing really valuable advice to all of us. The pleasure is mine. I hope you guys find some value in it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to follow and rate our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to give us a shout out on our Facebook page at Malaysian Medics International. Till then, stay tuned for our next episode.